Season four, week two. We're back because we didn't catch a bag. Joe, any luck this past weekend? You know, I'm I'm up some money, so that's that's positive. Not up as much money as I'd like to be, but we take the we take the black when we can get it, right? Brandon's not here this week, but don't be fooled. I don't think he won a bag. I think it went so poorly for him that he had to work tonight. So um, we're missing out on Brandon. We'll go through each position. Everybody's going to give a couple picks and we'll talk about the Chiefs at the end. It looks like based on Brandon's picks, and I'll just kind of lay his out, he expects a big bounce back week for the Giants. He took Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley. He took Evan Ingram, who's not with the Giants anymore, is he? Uh, he is not. He is. Uh... So that's what. Yeah. But he's got the Giants on his mind, obviously. So he took Daniel Jones and um, Saquon Barkley. He also suggested Justin Fields, A.J. Dillon, T. Higgins, Nico Collins as an interesting flyer for wide receiver, uh, Evan Ingram and Cole Komet. Um, if you can, because my kid has my phone, text him and get his pick on the Chiefs. And I'll start with quarterbacks. And my theme, if Brandon's theme this week is the Giants having a bounce back week, my theme is don't overthink it, don't outsmart the game, play what we saw until we see otherwise. So I'm going with a guy you suggested that turned out to be a pretty good play last week. Anthony Richardson is one of my plays. He should still be lower owned, meaning you know, under 15% owned. Again, he's a quarterback, not a huge concern there. I do think he has massive upside with the running. And I also think in his second game, we could see the game come to him a little bit more. And I expect uh, even better performance out of him. The other guy I'm sticking with, everybody hates, but he plays pretty well. I'm talking about Brock, he's with San Francisco now. He's got weapons for days. And I think the comment last week was he struggles to get above 20, which kind of seems to be the case. But he's also cheap and he's easy to stack because he is so cheap. So I'm going to keep running Brock Purdy out there until he absolutely destroys me one week. Uh, Joseph, reaction? Well, you know, first of all, I, I don't hate going towards the Giants this week from Brandon. Uh, they're playing against the Arizona Cardinals, who we know are trying to tank for Caleb Williams. So probably not a bad spot for the New York Giants to get right this week. Anthony Richardson, I mean, I said his name last week because I liked him. He's a little more expensive this week at 63K or 6,300. I don't know that he's a great guy to stack uh, with because we're hoping for the rushing upside. Obviously, we're hoping for passing upside, but I, I don't know that there's a ton of that there. I think my cheap guy this week, I think I'm going all the way down to Baker Mayfield at 5,100. Mm. Um, something is going on with your mic over there. Why? Does uh, it sound like, bad? You're, it's like crackly and all sorts of weird stuff. Well, did you um, hear me typing? I was putting down your picks. That could be. Is that um, when I was like... It's kind of staticky. Oh, crap. Yeah, so you're going to love this. This is the pr- – okay, that's fine. Go ahead. Are you, like, moving around and stuff over there? Because I, I don't think that mine has the same issue, but I don't know. Okay, sitting still, um, listening intently. Love it. I'm kind of I'm kind of rolling on, the, uh, on this uh, train of going with guys that we know are good, that are in good situations, which makes me want to take Patrick Mahomes. 
I think he'll be decently owned this week, but and he's eighty three hundred, so obviously that's it's a little more expensive. But Kansas City Jacksonville could easily become a shootout, and I'd like a piece of that. So that's where we're at for now. Okay, let's hear running backs again. I don't hate the Saquon Barkley because Arizona Cardinals obviously not not a uh, great team there. If we're going up top, Christian McCaffrey always a good pick. Obviously, we see what he does every week, weekend, and week out. If he's healthy, uh, I think the guy that used to work for PFF used to always send out a stat that Christian McCaffrey has scored a touchdown or gone over 100 yards in like some ridiculous number of games uh, in a row if he hasn't been injured. Uh, if I'm dropping down a little bit from there, uh, Tony Pollard feels like a solid pick still. Uh, I know that that – Jets defense looked pretty good against Buffalo in week one, but I don't hate it. And then the last guy, I don't know why I love this guy as much as I do. He looked great against the Chiefs. He did not get a ton of opportunity like I normally like with my running backs, but I'd rather be early on this party than late. So I'm going to continuously throw out Jameer Gibbs. I don't dislike Jameer Gibbs either, but he didn't have a lot of opportunity last week, right? No, he had, I think he had like seven carries and a few targets. Um, so obviously we're hoping that that continues to increase. And if they're in some kind of shootout against the Seattle Seahawks, which they might be, hopefully he's on the field some work because I, I don't think Montgomery got any targets. I think Montgomery just got 21 carries last week. Seven rushing attempts, two targets, two receptions, not great numbers. Obviously not the ideal amount of, uh, usage that we would like from a running back, but I'm willing to roll the dice and hope that that usage gets bumped up or the Lions are a little behind, which I don't know that they'll be behind Seattle, but uh, I'm hoping that they are, and then he's on the field more than Montgomery, or or they just see, hey, David Montgomery's all right, but Jameer Gibbs is kind of, he's, he's special, and he starts getting more touches. I agree with you on McCaffrey. I think I took him last week based on this is the cheapest we're going to be able to get him. I still think that's the case. I mean, the guy was over 10K last year, right? Yeah. At least I've seen him over 10K and right now still under 9,000. His ownership's going to be up there, but I think that at that price, it'll still allow you to put him in your lineup and then look for cheaper spots in other positions. Uh, So I'm staying with you and I'm staying with CMC. The other one I'm going with is Kyron Williams. He had a really nice week. He's um, fairly cheap. Let me see if I can pull up exactly how cheap. This is where I'm supposed to take notes. 5,000 with a projected ceiling of 20. Look, for some reason, the Rams don't like Cam Akers. It just seems like they're looking for a reason or a play to go away from him. And I think Kyron um, showed out last week. I think that if he continues to perform like he did, uh, that he could definitely take over for Cam Akers. He had 15 attempts. I like him in this spot. And again, you want to talk about a shootout. Plus, he's a bring back for my San Fran stack. So those are my running backs. Brandon said Higgins and Nico Collins. Why Nico Collins? Any idea? I mean, I think he's just, he's the guy on that team. I I also think there's somebody there that's out on the uh, Houston Texans. He got 11 targets last week, so... It's, it's not all bad. Uh, six receptions, 80 yards. Right. Um, I, I mean, I definitely don't 
hate the pick. I, I don't know that I'll be going there. I would rather go to a guy like Zay Jones in that same price range. He's actually $100 cheaper. Um, but yeah. that just kind of fits in with my hoping that this Chiefs game is kind of a shootout. Right. I'll probably go more of the Zay Jones route than the Nico Collins route, but I, I don't have a problem with Nico Collins by any means. I think at the end of the day, he's, he's a good pick there. We'll go over to wide receivers again. I'm trying not to outthink the game and go, oh, week one was a fluke or whatever. I saw it. I'm going to stick with it. That's why I'm going Puka this week. He had 15 targets, and he had eight yards per target. They're going to throw the ball a lot. Uh, I like him just because he's a rookie. Is that the reason why people are going away from him? I mean, that's a heck of a week. And again, for $4,900. I don't see a reason at this point to go away from him. 15 targets, even if that goes down to what you just say, 11 was nice. Get 11 and a touchdown, and that's a lot of points. And again, it's a great bring back. I know this sounds like I'm just pitching my um, game stack of the week, but I'm not. So I like Puka, and my other wide receiver is Brandon Ayuk, who, again, pairs well. Um, with my game stack, right? Look, they just got weapons. Now, I don't know that you can go CMC and Brandon Ayuk, and you still got Debo as a concern uh, there. And Kittle as well. Look, there's a lot to choose from. He had uh, eight targets, which wasn't even in top, obviously, on the team. Two touchdowns. The dude scores. The dude's a beast. Uh, I like him a lot, and so that's my second wide receiver. Joe, reaction and your wide receivers. And is my mic still scratchy? I hope it is. I hope it is. Good. Um, Dumpster fire. I forgot my mic, my good mic somewhere else, and and it's just right on brand. So go ahead with your wide receivers. Well, first of all, I, I, my, my only question is, do we, do we trust Brandon Ayuk to do what he did again last week? Because he is now more expensive than your favorite receiver to pick last year, Debo Samuel, who yes. got two rush attempts last week, which is why you loved on Debo so much. I know. Uh, Debo also only had one less target if Ayuk only had eight. Uh, Debo had seven for 55 and two rush attempts. I could go either way. For me, I'd probably need to dig in and compare their route trees, and I'd want to probably dig in and compare what the Rams gave up, which I don't remember. I could take either one of those guys, but at this point, I'm going to default because that's also my brand of the week. And, you know, don't overthink it. Brand of the week. And I don't think that Debo ever paid off for me in some spectacular way last year, right? I I honestly don't remember. I just remember you talking him up every week and loving that he ran the ball. I do love that. I really do. Debo's longest was 22. Uh, Brandon Ayuk's. 23 yards per target, Brandon Ayuk's longer at 16 yards per target, Debo Samuel's eight. So again, I go back to, right, did the Rams defense give up more underneath or are they giving up bombs? Um, So I think Debo probably has the higher floor, lower ceiling is what I would say. Would you concur? Um, Yeah. And I think that's just something that we've, well, I don't know that he has a lower floor, honestly, because... It just comes down to who gets the who gets the targets in the money making zone. Like if they're in the red zone and Debo gets a gets the two or three targets that week, then Debo has the ability to go for forty. Brandon Ayuk has the same ability to go for forty. Um, 
Debo, I think, is used a little more in gadgety things and as a regular receiver than Brandon Ayuk is. So that kind of makes me like Debo a little more, especially with him giving me an extra two hundred bucks in in price difference. But I mean, yeah, yes, it's just there's so many weapons there, and Christian McCaffrey is is clearly the number one guy. Yes. Again, the other thing I'm sticking with is good players from good teams. And I think San Francisco is exactly that. Let's hear your wide receivers. Um, talk me out of these guys. I, I don't know that I want to talk you out of those guys. They seem like solid picks. Thank you. That said, going down this good players on good teams rabbit hole, Devontae Adams kind of disappointed last week. He's playing against Buffalo this week. So he, it's not like he has a great matchup, but he's – a great player. He's seventy six hundred, kind of down the same, uh, down the same path as CMC last week. Uh, this guy was like eighty five hundred last year. Obviously, he was playing with his college teammate, and him and Derek Carr were having a love fest on each other. But Jimmy Garoppolo was starting for the 49ers for the last few years, so it's not like he's chopped liver. He's not a garbage quarterback. Devontae Adams could easily go off this week. Another guy put up a goose egg last week. Mr. T. Higgins, uh, mm. sixty four hundred bucks. So he's he's a little pricey for for what he did last week, but I don't hate going there. Um, and then I'm going to throw out two more names. Okay, go you for it. You tell me how much you hate him. Okay. One Zay Jones to come back from my T. Higgins call. Uh, Zay Jones was the only other rookie to go over ten targets last week. I, I believe he had eleven first rookies to go over ten targets in like ten or twelve years or something. I heard somebody say mm. he's also five thousand. So Fairly cheap going up against Cincinnati. Game could easily be a shootout. Man, who was the last guy I was going to talk about? Oh, this guy. This guy is uh, completely boomer bust. Uh, he didn't get anything for targets last week. His team hardly threw the ball last week. But he is a ridiculous wide receiver, ridiculous athlete. Drake London, mm. also 5K. Drake London I don't love. Just because Atlanta. Right. Which is which is which is the part that I don't love. He got one target last week, but he is a ridiculous athlete. If they get behind Green Bay and they're starting to throw, he could be the guy that benefits from that. It could be Kyle Pitts. It could be neither of them because Atlanta hates to play their best players as we watch Tyler Algier run the ball a billion times and Bijan get nothing last week. So Right. I mean I mean, they play slow. Yes, maybe Drake London could be the guy. I don't know. I need Desmond Ritter to prove it because so far, not super impressive from him. My other question on – okay, thanks. (laughs) Dumpster fire. My other question on not Zay Flowers. Oh, Cincinnati. Is Cincinnati good? They put up a zero. I know they're athletes, but they put up a zero. Is Baltimore's defense good? They held Houston to nine. Is the defense not that good and Houston's just Houston? I think Houston is just Houston and Cincinnati played in an absolute typhoon. So I kind of give a little bit of... You're going to cut them some slack. Yeah. The other theory that we've been talking about a little bit on my other podcast, hashtag blue tent breakdown um is (coughs) the fact do you need to finish that one sorry i died go ahead i'm back i'm here okay is it the lack of preseason games that's causing these low scores in week one because this Uh, is essentially now plays like the preseason 
other than the weather being kind of ridiculous for that game, I think Joe Burrow missing the entire preseason and not being in practice or games because of that calf injury, I'm sure that probably had something to do with the Cincinnati Bengals struggles, this at least in week one. Well, I hope so because I have a lot of them in season long. <laughs> Let's go tight end, Joe. Hear him. Hit me with him. Can you even start a tight end list without saying Travis Kelsey if he's playing? I'm going there. It It is what it is. I can't help myself. Love me some Travis Kelsey. Obviously, every week that he's out there has the potential to be the highest scoring guy. Other than that, uh, I'll, I'll keep it short. I won't list off all all your favorite <laughs> position players here, but okay, uh, please don't. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Luke Musgrave for Green Bay could have had a much bigger week last week than he did. I believe he's still super cheap. He's only 3,200. I'm kind of in on the guy. Jordan Love showed us that he can he can put up some points. Uh, he had four targets last week. Ended up with 50 yards and three catches. Um, Quick eight points. If he gets in the end zone or anything, thirty two hundred. He's he's easily paying that off. Okay, I'm actually fading Kelsey this week. I love the guy. He's amazing, and his stock rises in my book if he's even talked to Taylor Swift on the phone. Do you want to oh, talk about mean. parlaying some athleticism into a gold mine? <laughs> That's the move. I mean, just come on. He's I mean, already doing he it. Looks like he like he looks like him. I mean, I, yes. I could be athletic and freaking look like me, and I got no shot with Taylor Swift. <laughs> I agree. He's got. He's yes. So let them connect the whole thing. But I'm Can't worried about the, the knee. Album. I'm <laughs> I'm worried about the knee. I'm worried he's going to be on a pitch count. Uh, even if things start going well, I think it drops his ceiling because if the Chiefs get way up, they draw him back. If it's a closer game, I could see them playing a little slower and only using him maybe in the red zone or insert uh, just because of re-injury. Plus, you don't know. Again, I was talking on the other podcast that has actual medically trained experts on it about injuries specifically, and the fluid in the knee may come back halfway through the game. You just don't know until you put it under that stress. So I'm fading him, love him. Got him on a t-shirt or three, but this week it's a no for me. The other guy, I am going with Luke Musgraves. I agree with you there. It looks like Jordan Love may be the real deal, and and he did have a lot of opportunities, so I'd like to see how that pans out on the cheap. The other guy I'm going with is also cheap, Sam Laporta. He had five targets, about eight yards per target, which I kind of like to see. Uh, caught 80%, and he's also on the super cheap. Uh, how much, I mean, Sam Laporta, just based on name alone, you know he's going to be cheap. Under 4K, he's 3,900, projected ceiling of around 20. So uh, I think I'm looking at going there as well. We don't know if he's a great player on a great team just yet, but I think he may be part of what could turn out to be a really good team, obviously 1-0 against the Chiefs. Speaking of the Chiefs, let's talk about the game this week. Did Brandon throw in his prediction on the Chiefs game? They are a three-and-a-half point favorite. Brandon gave us no love on his Chiefs prediction. Well, he was the only one of us that was right last week when he took the Lions and the points. What a um, hater. Yeah, for real. I'm going with all Chiefs and the under. 
I'm going with the Chiefs, minus three and a half. I think they really are looking to bounce back. I know I said I was fading Kelsey, but I think if he does suit up, he's still a factor. And I think the Chiefs have something to prove. I expect Tony, I know he set the bar low, but I expect him to have a much better game. And I do not see Mahomes and Big Red going 0-2 to start the season. Joe? Listen, on, on a high note, there's only one way for Tony to go. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, that was rough. And again, yeah, so, there is that. Was there some issue with having very limited preseason for him? Right, not a lot of game speed. Then all of a sudden, you know, maybe you forget what it sounds like to have a D back breathing down your neck, threatening to hit you, talking crazier in, in your ear. Makes those catches a little more difficult. So, yeah, I expect. Hopefully, he bounces back, man. If not. Or if Chris Jones comes out not in shape, it's going to be rough in the kingdom. I think Chris Jones has given us, even if Chris Jones plays half the snaps, Chris Jones is still making our defense better. So I'm, I'm not too concerned about Chris Jones. Like you said, I think the Chiefs are coming out. They're going to play much better. I was actually pleasantly surprised with how our defense played against the Lions uh, last week. Only gave up 14 points. So I would love to have that again. That said, as you've heard from all of my takes in this podcast, uh, I, I'm going over, I'm going Chiefs. Yeah. I might just be a broken record all season. Who knows? The other thing about Chris Jones coming back, injury watch on Jacksonville's starting center and right guard, both mispractice with ankle issues. If one of them miss, let alone both of them, it's a heck of a spot for Chris Jones to come back because he lines up in the middle and he'll just – split that gap, you're going to have to give the, your backup right guard some help on yeah, Chris I mean, Jones. I'm going to need you and your uh, Blue Tent podcast mates to give me the uh, info on that before the game starts, and then I might take Chiefs and the under. That's why I'm doing it. You can uh, find both podcasts, this one and the one I'm plugging now, Blue Tent Breakdown, on Facebook and wherever you get your podcast. We will do with my other one we're doing one early to help with waiver wires and then we're doing one late with sit and start decisions later on friday but you know how teams won't release anything that really matters until sunday morning right realistically they don't have to tell anybody anything until an hour and a half before game time so if they have right. a late game you're you're waiting until 1 30. i like andy reed and, and mahomes with a little extra time too they got a little extra time to prepare and I just don't see the Super Bowl champs starting off the season 0-2. I'll be shocked. But Jacksonville's good. I still wouldn't jump off the ship just yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Long season. This ain't college. All right. There it is. Find us on Twitter, Dumpster Sports. I think we're on Facebook. I don't know. I should check before I start plugging it. But we're I on think Facebook. We are. Uh, we are. I don't know that anybody talks on Facebook, but we're there. Okay. Well, find us on Facebook, find the other podcast, and we appreciate you listening. Go catch you a bag for Big Brandon, who missed, for JKNKC, find him on Twitch. I'm Brady G in the place to be. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Dumpster Fire Sports Podcast. Love it. <laughs>